Welcome to the Conquer Your Draft Podcast, where fantasy champions are made. Welcome back to the Conquer Your Draft Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Josh, and with me as always is Mike. How you doing, Mike? Great. Uh, we are days away, just days away from our House League Draft coming up this weekend. Really excited for it. Uh, we can report on that on the podcast next week. But uh, it all it all begins for us this coming week. This is also kind of the wrap-up for our offseason. We're so close to NFL football. It's going to be fantastic. The preseason is terrible. <laughs> Here's all my thoughts. Okay. Yeah. Is this going to be practice for our home league? Uh, see, that's the thing. I would love if this mock... But every time I, I do lots of mock drafts, but the problem is... As you know, and as we've talked about, our house league doesn't draft like this. People go off the board quickly, and there's a lot of like themes that I'm having, not themes, but patterns that start end up happening and people start following. So it's really hard to do mock drafts and prepare for it because just like we've seen in years past, everything can just go off the rails so easy. And we know, we know we have some wild card players in our draft who, you know, they make some interesting decisions that could throw us off. Yeah, I was I, I was having that same thought process earlier today, actually, when I was doing a mock draft, and I was like, "How am I going to prepare for our home league and the just absolute anarchy that always happens?" Yes, and usually, like right from the beginning, all the way through. Sometimes it'll calm down in the later rounds, but the first, I don't know what six rounds are chaos. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. Especially depending on who gets that first overall pick. Yes, they set the go, tone. <laughs> and sometimes it goes sideways immediately. Yes, yes. I think that happened last year where it went, it went sideways right away. Um, and, and one of the great things this year that I'm excited for is it looks like we have 11 of the 12 participants in our league at the draft this year, which is amazing. Often we have multitudes of people missing. We only have one person missing who submitted their you know their depth chart for us so it's going to be like it's great this is what i like where it it seemed right off the bat everyone has their own opinion no one's picking for someone else no one's just following list people are going off what they actually want it makes for a more competitive more interesting uh pool so i'm very excited for that yeah it's always better when people are there and like you don't have like those auto draft teams going on i know and it just it just doesn't it, then you get one or two teams that are just following like a script essentially, and it doesn't. Um, it just doesn't resonate in the same way. It's it's not as real. So it's nice to have almost everyone there. It'll be you know a long night. These drafts can kind of go on, but it's interesting. It, you start building your team. There's always interesting. There's always surprises. It keeps it really entertaining. I used to really enjoy them when when they were in person, but we we're doing ours virtually now just because of the where people live frankly <laughs> so yeah. it ends up being you know we have to do it online but still it's a lot of fun it's good to see everyone go through a draft it'll be uh yeah it'll be a lot of fun i think yeah no it'll be a good time and like you said this is going to be a the conclusion of our off season so what better way to end it than with a final mock draft on air uh we'll be using the sleeper platform we'll be doing a 10 team half ppr format draft uh, mike got the number two spot i got number four so we'll be picking almost back to back throughout the entire draft so that should make it pretty interesting 
Yeah, and we'll do our best to to kind of announce those, like, okay, what picks came before. Um, but we will, you know, we will tell you that you and I are the only humans. So it's going to follow a script for the most part. But that's what makes, to me, the mock drafts kind of interesting. Okay, you, you do kind of know where the flow is going until a little bit later in the draft where things get a little bit more complicated. But now it's about positioning. Okay, play the odds. What do you think you're going to get? And we'll kind of go back and forth and then announce our teams at the end and see what everybody thinks. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know when it comes to the real draft. I don't know for me what an ideal position is to draft in. I know I don't want to go 12th again this year. I don't want to go last. That's what I'm hoping for. But with my luck, I'll have the same <laughs> drafting as before. Where it's just, oh, you're going to you're going to pick last almost every round. Yeah. Yeah, that can burn you if you have bad luck with the picking, absolutely. Um and I've had a few mock drafts lately like like I know you said like it kind of follows a script, but I've had a few where there's been some surprising picks made. Like Bijan Robinson as the number one overall pick. That which to me that would be shocking. Like that's... It, well, it caught me off guard because like like he is going in, I think, the, usually like the first seven picks. But usually it's McCaffrey or Jefferson who goes before like first and second. Right. And then a couple other guys. And then Bijan is kind of in like the middle. But mm. like right away, boom, right off the bat. I was like, OK, all right, here we go. There's a there's a lot, a lot of hype for him. um, And this Atlanta Falcons, not really the team, but just for him to be kind of yeah it's pretty much just him (laughs) yeah but that's the thing like i don't know like maybe he i don't know if he'll be able to live up to it let's see like rookies you never know sometimes you get those explosive excellent seasons and sometimes it's absolutely nothing so i i'll be interested to see i don't think the falcons have much of a team i'm still surprised with their other running backs that they have that that, you know they even went the Bijan robinson route but hey, we'll see. Maybe they have just an awesome ground game and they're able to utilize other players in that way. If there's one player you're going to pick from Atlanta, it's Bijan Robinson, but I just wouldn't pick him first overall. No, and even where he's going right now, I think you're kind of drafting him at his ceiling. Like, that's like the best, obviously the best case scenario, right? Um, but with rookies, like anything can happen. So I I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think it's going to happen. I should clarify that. Like, I do think Bijan is worth a first round pick and I do think he is going to do well, but I also wouldn't be surprised if he ends up finishing a lot lower than his ADP cost. Yeah. Um, just because of the state of the Falcons offense and him being a rookie, like there's a lot of a lot riding on him and you're drafting him at like the top of his value. Yes. And I, I'm worried about running backs this year. There are some that I'm not, but with all these contract disputes and all these issues, you don't know how distracted players are. Like, I, I am legitimately worried about someone like Eckler, Saquon Barkley, anyone who's gone through any of these issues. Will this affect them? Will they end up having a great year because of it? Like, it's kind of a swing. Bijan Robinson, Christian McCaffrey, they're the quieter ones that I feel like I'm more inclined to pick, if that makes sense. I'd be like, well, if McCaffrey's not here and I have the fourth or fifth pick, I might be leaning more towards Robinson if I'm going the running back route, just because there hasn't been a lot of noise around him in the negative. So that's, that could be good too. Like he's playing for a team that's not expected to do much. 
that lack of pressure might make him have a fantastic season. Yeah, I mean, very possible. And yeah, you're absolutely right. This is a bit of a weird season for running backs. So it's going to be interesting to see how that shakes out uh, as the season progresses. Yeah. Um, But before we get into the draft, we've got news. And uh, just want to remind everyone, we do have our Patreon available. You can uh, subscribe, get access to all of our updated rankings, get your your uh, fantasy football teams draft analyzed by Mike and I. Have priority queue for asking questions. You can get additional start sits, waiver wire targets, trade for, trade away candidates, all that good stuff available on our Patreon at patreon.com slash conqueryourdraft. You can also find the link on our website, conqueryourdraft.com. If you have any fan questions for us or just want to stay up to date with us, you can find us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, X, threads. We are there at conqueryourdraft. Love to hear from you. He's laughing at X. Well, yeah, no threads. I, I, threads? I didn't oh. know anyone's on threads. Um, no, I'm I'm only laughing at that. I think everything you're saying is great. The no. Patreon, we've got a lot of cool stuff. Three tiers, not too much money either. If you just want to have fun and uh, and get some extra advice, get a little leg up in your league, you can join it. But no, I was laughing at uh, threads. Um, what an interesting, what an interesting platform that is. But that's for another day. But yes, we're all over the place. Conqueredraft.com. Find us on social. Send us fan questions. You can write in questions on the website now. We do like the website's up. It's all good. You can write in your questions. You can find, go right to the podcast page, send in a question, uh, go to our Patreon from there. It's, it's all there. Easy to use. Submit your fan questions. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Tell Mike how much you hate his team. He loves to hear it. Or like understand, like be reasonable people and uh, realize that <laughs> I, I produce fantastic uh, fantasy team and knowledge. Yep. Number two, baby. <laughs> well, yeah. Twice in a row. It's pretty good. <laughs> All right. Let's dive into the news. So just today, uh, the Cleveland Browns traded quarterback Josh Dobbs and a 2024 seventh round pick to the Arizona Cardinals for a 2024 fifth round pick in exchange. Um, I don't know if that just means the Cardinals are looking to add a little extra depth until Kyler Murray is back. Uh, I don't really know. I don't think Josh Dobbs really solves anything for any team, really. Uh, But pretty obvious that he wasn't going to be used with the Browns with the money that went to Deshaun Watson. So might as well get what you can for him. Uh, Sam Howell has officially been named the starting quarterback for the Washington commanders for the season, or at least to start the season. So no surprises there. We all kind of expected that. I think, I don't know if you felt differently, Mike. No, I I expected it to go this way. I thought he was going to be their quarterback mainly because one lack of options, but two, I think they were giving him, some looks last year. And I think they've decided, okay, we want to, we want to see what he can do if he's the undisputed starter to, to kick off the season. So I'm not surprised at all. No. Yeah. I mean, I fully expected to just because of the lack of options. Yeah. Uh, in bigger news though, the Indianapolis Colts have given Jonathan Taylor permission to seek a trade. However, oh. they put it, they put a deadline on this of Tuesday, August 29th. Right. Um, as of today, the 24th, 
six teams have indicated interest, and two, including the Miami Dolphins, have submitted formal trade offers. <laughs> Miami Dolphins again? <laughs> they are all about it, buddy. Couldn't get Dalvin Cook, so they're going for Jonathan but, Taylor. Okay, but hold on, hold on. Mostert is their running back? Uh, Raheem Mostert, I believe, is expected to be their RB1, but they also is, have Jeff not, Wilson Jr. Sure, but he's not terrible. He's not like, like he's not, he's a fine running back from what I remember from last year. Like, fine. I understand that all these are an upgrade, but now you're going to have a third running back? Like, maybe they, they must have to, if they're submitting a trade offer, maybe one of these players is going back in that trade. Like, that's a really busy backfield for Miami that they keep trying to, to go for it here. I don't know what Miami's doing, but it just seems they don't want a repeat of last year. Because last oh, year no, we saw no. Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert, and Jeff Wilson Jr. all being used until they got rid of uh, Chase Edmonds. So yeah. maybe maybe they just want to sell out and get that big name running Good back. Time. Well, and so you said there were six teams, that, and but two, Miami's one of them. Do we know who the other team is who formally submitted an offer? I haven't seen anyone else being named, only Miami. I just, why... I don't. Maybe they are in there, but why are the Bills not all over this? Because to me, it would be the thing. Because th- this division, this division's wild. And adding like Dalvin, Dalvin Cooks now a Jet, Ezekiel Elliott's now a Patriot, and now you've got Taylor available, who might go to the Dolphins when the Bills don't have a running back. Well, now the only and. and I- I don't know if this is why for the Bills. I mean, this really could apply to any team is the cost of getting Taylor is very high in terms of what you would have to give up. You got to give up a lot. Yeah. But also he wants a new contract. So he's going to want an expensive contract. And so teams have to work out that as well. Yes. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like they get bit twice for, for taking them. So I can understand if why only two teams have really formally submitted an offer because it's going to cost their team a lot. This really, this will really hurt the Bills if he goes to the Dolphins, because oh, that, absolutely, yeah. all three of the teams in their division are loading up and really changing the the core of what their offense looks like. Like Jonathan Taylor, yes, he was injured last year, so I think we kind of like think about that a lot. That okay, well, he was injured, so maybe it skews. If he's healthy, he's the maybe the number what two running back in the league, and certainly for fantasy, he could be a game changer. And if he becomes a part of that Miami offense that was already looking pretty good with a healthy Tua, that's already a really good offense, great passing attack, Tua can run with the ball. And now you you might be adding Jonathan Taylor. Like that's, to me, that's wild. And the Bills are in a lot of trouble. Yeah, absolutely. But they've only got five days. So yeah, they got to get it done. Yeah, that, that kind of puts... I don't. Know, I think that kind of puts it more on the Colts. Don't actually want to trade him because you never have teams say like, "Okay, fine, go and ask for a trade." But also, you have like a week to do it. Oh yeah, and like, why would the why would the Colts not accept exactly what they want for him? Like, they, why wouldn't they just be like, "You got to give us everything we're asking for, or we're just not going to trade him"? Like, why yeah. wouldn't they? Like, they have no reason to trade him. So, like, yeah. the, I can understand they want to know. I guess what the 
what their season is going to look like because obviously with or without Jonathan Taylor is two very different offenses and offensive schemes. So I can understand on their end why they're putting the cap on. Like, yeah. but that that kind of seems like it would be more of like an, an internal thing. Like, okay, like we're not going to entertain any trade offers past that point because we yes. need to, right? But like to just come out and say, okay, you've got a week, have fun. Yeah, like that that's just weird. That just to me just screams we're not getting rid of you. Yeah, we're, and, we don't want to do it. We're going to find a reason not to. And frankly, like with their young quarterback, they probably want a, a strong running back to be part of their offensive system to, to kind of give their quarterback a chance to grow and, and, and learn in that position. Like, they, as, I, as I said, with Miami as an example, they'd be asking for one of those running backs back in this deal, plus other things. Like, I'm sure there's probably, yeah. but they would be like, well, okay, we want Jeff Wilson Jr. We want someone to come in to to provide some support because they have a young quarterback that they they really like. So they want to they want to put him in an offensive system this year that can work. Yeah, yeah. It. Uh, I I don't know. It, I I just I I don't think that they're going to trade him. That's how I think it's going to shake out. Whether no, or not he shows up and happened. plays, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Um, another question mark at the running back position, yeah, unfortunately. For, for the draft, yep, it's true. Um, Raiders running back Josh Jacobs is expected to end his holdout before week one, so hopefully you have an answer there one way or the other before you draft. Um, hopefully he shows up and he's playing. Uh, Jaguars head coach Doug Peterson says it's likely that t- running back Tank Bigsby's role will increase over the season. So something to keep in mind if you're drafting Travis Etienne, that you could mm-hmm. see a dip as the season goes on and the rookie kind of gets more integrated. San Francisco 49ers have named Sam Darnold as their number two quarterback and are exploring options with Trey Lance. So it just seems like they've mm-hmm. just they've given up on Trey Lance. Yeah. Um, we went from, well, who's it going to be as a starter, Brock Purdy or Trey Lance, to... See you later, Trey Lance. We're going yeah. with Sam Darnold as our backup. There might be some teams that are interested in Lance. He showed some flashes. I know he had a great college career. I he think just needs to stay healthy. He does. It's all health. But I do think they will explore some options. Though they might, maybe they won't get you know top dollar back for him. But I'm I'm willing to bet there are some teams that will get into quarterback trouble soon. That will be like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna take a chance on this guy. We're gonna bring him in the system, maybe to battle with someone else. But I, I could see I could see this isn't the end of of Trey Lance. I think he's got some some more potential there. Yeah, like I could see the Falcons or like the Commanders if Ritter or Howell mm-hmm. don't work out. Yeah. Um, maybe not so much like the Panthers and the Texans, just because of how no. much draft capital they spent on their quarterbacks. They probably want to give another year at least. Yeah, they'll want to see how those rookies turn out. But yeah, the two those teams you mentioned, though, I think those would be perfect, especially a team like Atlanta, who has so much young talent. The running back position, they might think, "Hey, let's you know if if it's not working out early on, let's see what they want for Lance. Try to bring in another young quarterback and see what happens." Yeah, I could see it. Forty ers defensive end Nick Bosa's holdout is still currently ongoing. Could go into the regular season. So really, that's just something to keep in mind for when you're drafting a defense. Mm -hmm. That's a very key part of the 49ers defense, who are currently the, I think, consensus number one uh, defense in the fantasy community. They're number two for Mike and I's rankings. Uh, 
if you want the full defense and kicker rankings, uh, obviously we never made a episode about those, but if you want access to those, join our Patreon, you'll get them. Uh, but that's, he's a big part of their defense. So something to keep in mind, because if he's not there, then they're going to be significantly weaker, still a good, uh, still a very strong defense, but weaker than that number one overall defense. Yeah. Dolphins, uh, a couple of injuries to fire through dolphins running back Devon, a chain considered week to week with a shoulder injury. What commanders wide receiver, Terry McLaurin exited the preseason game against the Ravens with what's been diagnosed, I believe as turf toe. Probably going to miss a couple of weeks until he's back to full speed. Seahawks wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jigba had wrist surgery after breaking a small bone in his wrist in their preseason game against Dallas. I haven't seen a timeline expected for him. I believe it's in the week's uh, range as well. Broncos wide receiver Jerry Judy was carted off the practice field today with a hamstring injury and is expected to miss several weeks but I do believe it is more on the minor end than the serious end, so should be weeks, not months. And finally, Jets wide receiver Corey Davis is retiring from the NFL at 28 years old. Makes sense, given the wide receiver room he was part of. Probably wasn't going to be seeing the field anyways. Yeah, he probably figured, okay, I can uh, call it a career now while he's still young and can get involved in football in other ways. I think you might want to, you know, you probably after the, it's probably such an emotional drag going through all this for years. So he'll probably step away for a bit, but then I could see him back involved in football operations in some way, player development, those types of things, especially when you're younger. Um, I think teams are, are very hungry to add young talent behind the scenes. So I think he might be someone that you hear from later. Yeah, very possible. And just to touch back on the Jerry Judy stuff, um, if he is going to be out for any significant amount of time, that is going to make Cortland Sutton pretty much the only option there worth taking the the shot on because as terrible as Russell Wilson is, he has to throw the ball to someone. So, yeah, I mean, it's true. It's I just don't know how bad they're going to be this year. You know, I don't know how much the coaching change is really going to impact this team. Like, I, you just don't know yeah. what, you know, especially Russell Wilson, what state he's in. Like, I get it. Cortland Sutton suddenly becomes like, okay, this is this is the guy. This is all we have. But, yeah, I don't know. that. I think it's it's so tough to take a risk on uh, on this kind of uh, team. I think you can still get Cortland Sutton pretty cheap, though, even even if, it, if Judy expects to miss yeah. a significant amount of time just because of the fantasy community feels that exact way. Like it is such a risk. So I think you're, you're able to take a later round shot on him. And if it pays off, perfect. If not, well then just cut them or do whatever you want with them. Keep them as a, a bye week fill in, like whatever you got to do, but you're not giving up a lot for him. So worth, worth taking the shot on later in the draft. I think just because of the lack of other options there. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Mike, let's dive into this draft. Are you ready? Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I All mean, right. I'm, uh, I'm as ready as I can be. Do you need some like smelling you know. salts or something? No, I, uh, up. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I would be, uh, not quite as, as, uh, ready to go as those sitting behind the scenes at the actual NFL draft, you know, when they cut to show the, the actual front office and they make the draft pick and everyone's like hugging each other and high-fiving as if they just like ran a marathon. 
I'm not okay. quite to that level. Not no, no, You're not no. I find hugging. that I think that's the most ridiculous thing. All you did was call a name, like you knew, like especially the people who had the first overall draft pick. I could see you knew who you were getting. Yeah, yes, but yeah. they so that okay, the first overall draft pick, we're going to send it in, and they just go crazy as if they've never done anything good in, in their lives, and this is the only thing they have. It would make me laugh <laughs> so much this year. I'm like, you have the first overall pick. Like, no one's taking your pick. You could, you literally know. And and the only team that I forgave for that was the the Texans because they pulled off that trade and ended up getting two top picks. Right. So like that, I'm like, okay, yeah. I understand. You pulled that off. You got exactly who you wanted in in the positions you wanted, and you can celebrate. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. So if we hear any clapping or anything from your end, yeah, it won't be it won't be me. Well, no, I'll be sitting okay. here. Act like you've been there before, Josh. That's how I do it. Yep. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Let's do it. So first overall pick, Christian McCaffrey. Not really a surprise. Mike, you're on the clock. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey was probably was going to be my pick because I thought okay, they'll probably go Jefferson because um, receivers have been going a lot recently. Um, yeah, I'm, listen, I'm, I'm going to go with Jefferson. Um, I think at the end of the day, you, you're going to, you're going to see the running backs be a little bit more sketchy this year. So I'm okay with waiting on that. I want to go with Justin Jefferson, half PPR. I know he's going to be a big target for Captain Kirk. Yep. Fully, fully agree. And I would have done the same thing because for, for the majority of the drafts, I can't say all, because like I said before, mm-hmm. Bijan did go first overall in yep. one of them. <laughs> uh, but for the majority of them, yeah, it's a combination of Jefferson or McCaffrey going yep. first. Seeing them going one, the two. So it made yeah. sense, right? So we got Christian McCaffrey goes one, so that's why I went with Justin Jefferson. Jamar Chase just was picked third, Josh, before you. So now you're up on the clock at number four. What are you going to do here? I'm very interested to see what you would do in this position. When you know McCaffrey... Jefferson and Chase are all gone. What do you do? Uh, no, for me, this is still pretty, pretty automatic, just because of who was there still, which is uh, who I'm going to pick as a running back, Austin Eckler. I'm a little surprised you're doing that. Yeah, oh, just a little bit because of everything he's gone through. I would just be concerned about him and his role like i'm I'm sure the chargers are gonna have a great year it would concern me a little bit but you don't have that concern you think eckler is gonna be fine i i think he's gonna be fine and and the two main reasons oh three main reasons i guess are one historically he's always been very good two um he's not in the same situation that everyone else is in in the running back market like yes he is upset and wanted like a new contract or wanted to be traded and neither of those happened but he's still on the contract year so he can ball out this year and prove that he's worth a massive contract either to the Chargers or to someone else so that gives him that motivation to play extra and with Kellen Moore coming over as the new offensive coordinator I think we're going to see a much more efficient and high-powered Chargers offense this year than what we saw last year and even last year he still did great uh so because of that, I, I think we are going to see a pretty good year from Austin Eckler this year. And he is my number two overall running back. Uh, obviously, McCaffrey, number one. So I got him where I have him ranked. So afterwards, Kelsey, Hill, Barkley, Cup, Robinson, and Diggs to round out the rest of round one. No big surprises there. I mean, Bijan goes nine, which is a little bit That's less. That's pretty late. Seen him? Yeah. yeah. 
Like Travis Kelsey, it doesn't surprise me that it, that if you're going to pick a tight end first, it'd be Travis Kelsey. But for the fifth overall pick, that's a bit of a leap for me. And I like Robinson dropping down to nines a bit surprising. I'm not surprised by any of these players. I think they're all worthy first round picks and first picks. But again, Robinson dropping all the way to nine, that's a little bit of a surprise. That's actually been a theme I've been seeing in uh, my mock drafts is Travis Kelsey has been going middle of the first very often. It used to be you'd get him at like the the nine ten yes. pick. Yes. Um yeah, sometimes he'd even yeah, sometimes he'd even sleep slip into the second round and like whoever's a team ten would normally get him as like their first pick in the second round. Um but almost all my mock drafts, I think the latest I've seen him go was pick eight. Yeah. Which is extremely high for a tight end. It is. But at the same time, he's an elite tight end. He's gonna do great. It's really just a question of if he's going to finish first or second. Like it's you're not really concerned about him being. Oh, like what if he crashes and burns? Like it's either he's first by a mile or he's second by inches. So I I can understand it, but at the same time, it is a it's it's a lot to to throw out there. Um, to start off the second round, AJ Brown, Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, Patrick Mahomes, CD Lamb, and Devontae Adams. No surprises back. there either. Nope, no surprises there. Back to me. And now, do I want to go... Do I want to take an even-keeled approach, or do <laughs> I want to go running back heavy here? Well, this is the thing. Like, you, the, like just so people know in terms of the chart we're looking at. So you've got Austin Eckler. The next two running backs I see on the chart here, Taylor, Jacobs. Two, two players... Who, who are a little bit of question, like, is Taylor going to stay in Indianapolis? Will that impact him? Is Jacobs going to sign and will anything that has happened impact him? Like, those are a bit wild card for your next two running back picks. Like, if, like if you're following the list that's here. Like, that's a, that's a big question. I'm very curious what you're going to do here. Are you going to team up another running back with Austin Eckler? I, you know what? I think I'm leaning that I am. Yeah, I'm going to take Jonathan Taylor just with Ooh. the expectation that he is going to play. Jonathan Taylor. Um, Anima, Am, Amina Ross St. Brown goes next. <laughs> Amin Ross St. Amin Ross, whatever. <laughs> Amina, still same, same thing. Uh, goes next. Not a huge surprise. So this team three just took Brown and, and Chase, um, or St. Brown and Chase, I should say. So they went kind of receiver heavy. Um, listen, I'm not taking Josh Jacobs. I think that's too big of a risk right now. I've got someone else that I think is a better pick for running back. I'm going Tony Pollard with my second pick to team up with Mr. Justin Jefferson because I think the Cowboys are going to have a good year, and I think him at the running back position is going to be a key part of that. Yeah, no, I I completely understand that. Um, If it, like... So if Josh Jacobs was back and was actually practicing and everything, would you have taken him instead? That's correct, yes. If okay. Josh Jacobs was already back and already had practiced, a li- even a little bit, even if he didn't play in a preseason game, I would have taken Josh Jacobs. But I'm worried about the start of his year. And if he's unhappy, a running back in an unhappy situation doesn't always work out. Suddenly he has an injury. Oh, it's not playable. And I don't want to be involved in this. So I, I just don't think the risk, like, again, team one here took Josh Jacobs next to end the second round, which I'm not surprised at, but I'm happy with Justin Jefferson and Tony Pollard being my one, my one and two. 
Yeah, makes sense. So after your pick, Josh Jacobs went, followed by Garrett Wilson. And back to you, Mike. Yeah, I'm going to take a quarterback here. And I'm I. this is a heart pick. I'm going with my boy, Josh Allen. I know everything I've said about the Bills. I'm concerned about them. I still think he's going to have a fantastic season. Um, I'm going to get a quarterback now because Mahomes is off the boards. I was looking at Hertz or Allen. I decided to go with Josh Allen to give myself Josh Allen at quarterback. Justin Jefferson as a wide receiver and Tony Pollard as my running back to kick things off. Yeah, no, I kind of expected that. I'll be honest with you. Didn't expect Jalen Hurts to go right after him. Yeah, I just but... saw it. So the next team picked Jalen Hurts before. I thought Hurts was going to then fall to you and you'd have an option to take him if you wanted. I, I, I didn't know he would go next. Yeah, I, I kind of expected him to fall to me. I probably wouldn't have taken him, though, because I do need a wide receiver. Yeah. So that is where I'm going to go, and I'm going to take Jalen Waddle as my wide receiver one. I think that's a good choice. You know if Tua is healthy, him, Waddle, and Hill are going to both be excellent choices. Like, it's not it's not a one and two. It's a 1A, 2, like 1B. Like, they're both excellent receivers. So I think it was a great choice. Followed by Chris Olave, Najee Harris, T. Higgins, D.K. Metcalf, Mark Andrews, Devontae Smith, Ramondre Stevenson, Lamar Jackson, Travis Etienne, Keenan Allen, Brees Hall, and Calvin Ridley. So a lot of the receivers that I was yeah. looking at taking as my number two <laughs> wide receiver yeah. went off the A lot of receivers board. just went, eh? Yeah, I'm looking yeah. at number two wide receivers too, and a lot just went off the board. Yeah, I was looking at quite a few. I, I expected at least two of those guys to get back to me. Uh, they did yep. not. Yep. The two okay. that were on my list where I'm like, oh, I'll take this one. And if he's not available, this other one will be available. Both are gone. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, uh, I'm going to go with another wide receiver because I. Th- yeah, I'm going to go with another wide receiver just because I think the quality of wide receiver I could get versus the quality of running back I can get. And I already have two pretty top options for running back. So I'm going to take wide receiver Amari Cooper. With my fourth yeah. overall pick. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, he's he's going to get the bulk of everything in Cleveland, right? So uh, it's a, you know, it could be a bit of a risk, but I think that's a good pick. Uh, Kenneth Walker went next, running back. That team, I, three I was looking at him, didn't have one. <laughs> didn't the team three didn't yeah. have one running back yet? So no, they sense. didn't. And I was looking at Walker too, but I decided I'd rather have the the wide receiver. Yeah, and you know what? I was going to go for wide receiver, but looking at who's next and kind of, you know, there's only a few picks in between. I'm actually going to go back to the running back table here. Um and I'm I'm going to I'm going to take um I'm going to take Joe Mixon from Cincinnati. I know there's some questions around Mixon. He is getting a bit on the older side, but I still think that that's a powerful offense. He's going to be heavily involved in everything that Joe Burrow does. Um, I've had Mixon before and he's worked for me. And with Tony Pollard as number one, I'm happy with Mixon being my number two. Yeah, no, I could certainly understand that. Um, his off the his legal drama is kind of clearing up a bit and yeah. he did restructure his pay or his contract to stay with the Bengals. So it seems like at least for this year, he's still going to be their guy. So completely get it. And Gibbs, who just went next. So team one picked Gibbs to end round four and then to kick off round five, Joe Burrow. I was thinking Gibbs. Like, I think the Lions are obviously a team on the rise, but I decided to go with a team that I felt 
without question, is playing meaningful games late in the season. And Joe Mixon's going to be a big part of the offense. But uh, to me, Mixon and Gibbs, that was a close call. But I decided to go go with Mixon there. Um, it's back to me. And um, a receiver that I thought was going to be gone by Team 1 is now here. So I'm going to take Debo Samuel uh, from San Francisco to be my number two receiver. Oh, man. It's a team team your, your team three just oh. sniped me. No, oh. <laughs> I, oh, you wanted Jones. Aaron Jones went, and you wanted him, eh? I wanted him as my RB three. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Um, okay. That's too bad. Okay. Well, <laughs> you're in a tough situation here. So you've got Austin Eckler, Jonathan Taylor, your running backs. You've got two receivers, Waddle and Cooper. Um, it's an interesting field here. I mean, looking at the depth charts, that there are some quarterbacks here that you you do need. Um, there are some questionable receivers here, but there are some interesting running backs still available that that who are for sure going to carry their offenses. I'm wondering if you're going to take a risk here on a running back that's on a bit of a you know maybe a worse team, but you know they're going to carry the load. That's kind of where I'm guessing you're going, but you, I might be wrong. You know what? I think I am just going to stick with my with my tears. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to lean on that. And Justin Fields in the fifth round is better than any of the wide receiver running back options that I have. So I'm going to go with Justin Fields. Bit of a surprise. I didn't think you'd pick a quarterback now. I honestly thought you were going to wait another round at least. I, I w- thought about it for a while. And honestly, if Aaron Jones had been there, I would have. Mm-hmm. but Aaron Jones going, he was kind of the, that was kind of a tear break for me in regards right. to running backs. And there's quite a few teams that are behind me who still needed a quarterback. Surprisingly, only one ended up taking one. Um, Pierce, McLaurin, Kittle, Hopkins, Dobbins, Herbert finished out round five, followed by Jerry Judy, the, the injured Jerry Judy. The injured Jerry Judy has been picked, yeah. <laughs> uh, DJ Moore, Hawkinson, Akers, Watson, and Miles Sanders. So that was another yeah. running back I was looking at was Miles Sanders. Sanders so I'm just getting yeah, sniped definitely. on both sides. I thought you That's... were going to go Damian Pierce, honestly. Like, I thought you were going to go Pierce just because, okay, if you can't get Jones, you're going to go Pierce. Like, it makes sense. Like, Fields is kind of the next best option you have. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I honestly thought you were going to go Pierce or Sanders. Yeah, I, I was looking at Sanders, um, but I think just the value with uh, Justin Fields at that point, I, I didn't really want to pass it up. Um, okay, back to me. You know what? I've been doing this strategy a lot lately in mock drafts, and I'm kind of liking how my team plays out. So I am going to take tight end Darren Waller in the sixth round. Ooh. You and the team after took my picks. I was going to go <laughs> Madison if he was available, and then Waller was my backup. Yep, and Madison, uh, Matt, team three, yeah. is now sniping you as well. Yep, so that takes away, because uh, I was going to do that. I was going to take Darren Waller right here. Because I had I have sort of a similar strategy, and I I really the other tight end picks here I don't like Kyle Pitts I really don't I don't like Atlanta's throwing game right now um, I think Goddard's good for Philadelphia but him and Ingram are in a bit of a there's a big offense there like there's a lot of different weapons um, 
Oh, it's tough. I'm in a tough situation here. Um, I really, really wanted another running back um, or a tight end. And my running back options, I don't like either. Because I don't like I don't like Connor in Arizona. I don't like Arizona. I don't think they're going to have a good season. I don't think they're going to do much. Um, so you know what? I'm going to take my first off the board uh, risk here. And I'm going to go Dalvin Cook, New York jets i just think he's going to challenge Brees hall for for playing time i think he's a veteran that rogers is going to want to use with passing out of the backfield i'm going with dalvin cook for my uh pick yeah no completely fair i i don't know how that's going to shake out with Brees hall and dalvin cook but at least to start the season i think cook will be the (laughs) the guy to start we'll see how how it all shakes out down the road uh Chris Godwin and Drake London both went after you by team one and back on the clock, Mike. Uh, still tight ends that I don't like. Um, I'm looking at the receiving core right now to see if there's someone that jumps out at me. Unfortunately, so so Ayuk is here, but I do have Debo Samuel. So I don't think um, I, would, I would be in a position where I'd want another San Francisco 49er receiver, at least this early. Um, so I, I'm fortunate I'm going to have to look at the tight end situation here and just see, um, I'm going to, I'm going to go with Goddard. Um, I know everything I just said, like, I think he's still a very good tight end. Philadelphia is still a very good offense. I just think he's going to get a little bit, um, he's going to get a little bit lost in the background there, but I think a lot of tight ends are about to go in this draft. So I'm going to need somebody and I'm going to go with Dallas Goddard because you took my tight end. So there you go. (laughs) Yeah. No, Goddard, uh. Goddard would have been who I took as well. I've been, um, if, if I'm not taking a tight end early in the draft, I've been kind of aiming for that Waller, Kittle, Goddard range. I've ended up with Kyle Pitts a couple of times who went after your pick. Uh, I'm very, um, I'm very concerned about Kyle Pitts, but you know, we'll, we'll see what happens, but I am like, I really don't think that's a great pick, but yeah, the team after me just picked them. I'd rather have Goddard at this point. Yep, that that's perfectly fair. I would too. I have Goddard. I, I think he's going to do better than uh, than Kyle Pitts. I have Kyle Pitts ranked one spot above him just because of what we've seen him do, and he has less competition. But I wouldn't be surprised if Goddard leapfrogs him, and I think he's the safer pick. So depending yeah. on how my team has lined up, I'll I kind of decide if I need to swing for the fences there or not. Um, I am going to take James Conner here because I think he is going to get a fair amount of work. Even if the offense itself is terrible, I think he's still going to be pretty heavily involved and at least until Kyler Murray comes back, potentially even still after. Um, but I think he kind of just adds a volume play to my, my running back room. Trevor Lawrence, Andre Swift, Michael Pittman, Deshaun Watson, Mike Williams, and Brandon Ayuk to wrap up round seven. Javante Williams, Elvin Kamara, Tyler Lockett, Rashad White, Christian Kirk, and Marquise Brown to come back to me. And for me, this is a pretty easy pick, actually. I'm going to take Mike Evans just because of how late in the draft it is. Even with Baker Mayfield there, I still think Mike Evans is going to do well. He's done well with any quarterback he's ever had. Um, he's never had less than a thousand yards in a season. So with even with questionable quarterback play, so I'm going to take that shot that he's going to continue to produce. And in the eighth round, that's that's a steal if he gets me over a thousand yards. 
Yeah, I think that makes sense. <clears throat> That's a good pick. Um, Deontay Johnson went next, Pittsburgh. Um, you know, at this point, looking at, at wanting a, a receiver, I only have two. I want a third receiver. Um, so I'm going to go for another Steeler and, and go with Pickens because I thought Pickens had some very good chemistry with a young, like he's young and their quarterback there is young. And there was some chemistry that was forming near the end of the season there. So I want another receiver who's probably not going to play over Cook or Samuel or Jefferson, like again, thinking of, of a flex position. Um, so I want him as kind of my first receiver off the bench because I see some potential in, in the Steelers having a decent offensive year this year. So I'm going with George Pickens for my pick. Yep, completely understand that. You're absolutely right. They, they were connecting. Uh, David Montgomery and Evan Ingram go to finish out round eight and start off round nine. And back to you, Mike. Yeah, so this was a player that I was considering picking over George Pickens. And now that he's available, I'm going with them. I'm taking a bit of a risk here on Isaiah Pacheco from the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I know they're not a heavy running offense and i know that patrick mahomes likes to spread that ball around but i do think a lot of the running duties will be held by pacheco who's quite young who had a pretty good season last year was a little up and down but i think that again for a bench player who's not going to play over cook mixon or pollard he's a good one off the bench and i was considering him over pickens anyway so he's available i'm going to go with my gut and grab pacheco as well all right, and I actually have two wide receivers here that I like. I am going to go with the one I think that has a higher upside, and I'm going to take rookie wide receiver Jordan Addison. Yeah, I was considering Addison too. Like, I, I do think he's going to be, you know, a, a good target there in a good Minnesota offense, so long as they don't play in prime time. Um, but I, yeah. yeah, I think that that's a that's a good pick. Uh, Dotson, Dylan, Cook, Gibson, Burks, Fryermuth, Gabe Davis, Kadarius Tony, Michael Thomas, Quinton Johnston, Dak Prescott, and Brandon Cooks. To circle back to me. And now here, this is kind of where I start getting into more of a, I don't really know which direction I want to go. Do I want to pad my wide receiver depth or my running back depth? Um, I think I'm going to go with running back just because Zach Charbonnet is there, and I think he's going to have a good chance of having a, a pretty big role, especially if Kenneth Walker struggles with injuries as he had in the uh, in his rookie season. So I am going to take Zach Charbonnet with back-to-back -back rookie picks. And Brian Robinson goes uh, from the Commanders right after. Um, I'm doing the opposite that you're going to do. I'm going to pad my receiver room. I'm also going to take a rookie. I'm going to take Zay Flowers, who I think is going to have a good year in Baltimore. I can see him as a bit of a deep threat there in the passing game. I think they want to do some more passing um, there with Lamar Jackson. So Zay Flowers, I'm going to take a you know bit of a gamble on a rookie that I think is going to have a good year. He was the other player I was eyeing. It was either going to be Charbonnet or Flowers, so completely understand. First rookie for me, so I, I think that's only having one rookie to start with. I think that's good, but I, you know, I, I think he has the upside. Just like I would, Addison would have been one of my picks as well. So I think the two of them have a big upside as rookie receivers. Oh, uh, absolutely. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa and Jamal Williams go afterwards, and back to you, Mike. Yeah, so this is where, you know, five picks left, and this is a strategy you and I disagree on a little bit, 
But I'm gonna I'm gonna now look at everything and say, well, there's a lot of depth available here across the board, but I'm gonna make sure I get the best kicker or best defense possible because I believe they can make a difference if you pick the absolute uh, best one available. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go to defense, and I'm actually not gonna take the 49ers. I'm gonna take the Eagles defense. Um, I think that they are going to be a little bit better than the 49ers are. I think that the Eagles have a little bit more stability there. And I honestly, like with, with, with Bosa in the 49ers, I think he's a key part of that defense. So I'm a little worried there. I'm going to secure the defense that I want before securing any more depth. And I'm going to take the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, that's still too early for me, but I, I understand your logic. I usually employ the same, but a couple of rounds still later than you. Um, yes. Earlier, earlier yes. than some, but still a bit later. In our house league last year, I'm pretty sure in the sixth or seventh round, the first defense was taken. So I'm, I'm always like ready. Yeah. Anarchy. For for that. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna take running back Khalil Herbert uh, because I think he's gonna be a focal point of the Bears' offense, even if Justin Fields takes uh, some end zone work and some rushing attempts away. I think he's still gonna be the main guy. Um, we saw a huge screen pass for a touchdown. I think it was like 50 or 60 yards. So they are going to be including him in, in the passing game. So I think he has a lot of upside there. Absolute disastrous pick by you. <laughs> David and Joku, Juju Smith-Schuster, Anthony Richardson, Rashad Penny, Alan Lazard, Kirk Cousins, Cole Komet, Aaron Rodgers, Samaj P. Ryan, Dalton Kincaid, Dalton Schultz, and Damian Harris. And now back to me. I am going to take. I'm going to take Ezekiel Elliott for the New England Patriots. That was going to be my pick. Uh, I think that's a solid pick. Cortland Sutton goes next. We just talked about him. How oh, he's gonna? He might be a sleeper, good pick late for for players. Um, listen, I'm I'm going to take a bit of a swing here, but I'm going to give a shot to Odell Beckham Jr. I'm picking him next. I think he has a potential to do some damage. Uh, with Baltimore um, and with uh, some recent injuries to other players that were kind of on this list, I thought, okay, I'm going to give Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, a chance. All right. Followed by Jameson Williams and Devon Achain. And back to you, Mike. Yeah, I'm going to go Justin Tucker from Baltimore. I knew I you were. still yep. the best kicker uh, in the league. I thought I knew he'd be available now. Now I've got the best kicker and what I think is the best defense uh, on my team. So there you go. Yeah, I, I kind of saw that coming. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I will take the uh, 49ers defense in the 13th round. It's a good pick. Followed, followed by the Cowboys, Okonkwo, Bateman, Thielen, Mostert. Butker, McKinnon, McPherson, Carlson, the Bills, and the Ravens, and Geno Smith. Um, Geno Smith is one of those, like, I, is that? No, it was. Okay, This the team that picked him had Trevor Lawrence as well. Geno Smith is one of those, if you get in trouble and you need a quarterback late, he's going to be there, and I bet you he'll do a very good job for you. Like, he could be a sneaky good late pick where you get a decent quarterback if you're focusing elsewhere. Yeah, I've I've taken him as a backup when I've like on teams where I've kind of taken a swing at yeah. a quarterback because uh, I do think he's a much safer option. I don't know if he'll repeat like a top five performance as he did last year, but I agree. Like I think he can keep you out of trouble. Um, but with Justin Fields, like I'm pretty 
pretty confident that he will have a good year. It's like I found I've been going Gino a lot with Tua just because of the health concern to try to kind of balance that out. Um, But I need a kicker, so I'm going to take the Buffalo Bills kicker, Tyler Bass. Solid pick. Yeah, I think uh, he'll be good. Um, Now that I've already got my kicker, I've already got my defense. I'm just kind of filling out my bench here. Um, I already have five wide receivers, but only three running backs. I'm happy with my running backs, but I am going to take a bit of a swing because of recent news we reported. I'm going to go with Tank Bigsby. It was reported that he's going to get more opportunities as the season goes on. So I'm going to put him on my bench for now and see what happens. Yeah, why not? I've uh, I've taken him in a lot of drafts towards mm. the end. Completely agree with that pick. With uh, only two picks left, you might like to me. I might as well do some swinging at this point. That's exactly what those picks are for, hundred um, percent. Young Huku and Miami Dolphins went to start the end, uh, the final round of the draft. So, Mike, who is your last pick going to be? My boy, Tyler Boyd. Uh, I think is a great late pick. Again, the Bengals, I think, have a great offense. I know they've got two other receivers you'd rather have. I But Boyd is one of those players that for certain matchups or if injuries happen, he can step in and get you 8 to 10 points when you need him to. I'm going to go with Tyler Boyd with my last pick. All right, followed by Jake Elliott for the Eagles. And I'm going to take Daniel Jones as my backup quarterback. Just in case anything were to happen with Justin Fields or he doesn't end up rushing as much as he is, I think Daniel Jones gives me a nice safe floor. And some kickers and some defenses went to round out the rest of the draft. So, Mike, why don't you go ahead and recap uh, your team for us real quick. Quarterback Josh Allen. My My two starting running backs will be Tony Pollard and Joe Mixon. Wide receiver Justin Jefferson, Debo Samuel. Tight end Dallas Goddard. Flex pick to begin with, Dalvin Cook. Kicker, Justin Tucker. Philadelphia Eagles defense. And then my bench, George Pickens from Pittsburgh. Isaiah Pacheco, Zay Flowers, Odell Beckham Jr., Tank Bigsby, and Tyler Boyd. All right. And at quarterback, I have Justin Fields. My two starting running backs, Austin Eckler and Jonathan Taylor. Two starting receivers, Jalen Waddell and Amari Cooper. Darren Waller at tight end. James Conner as my flex, Tyler Bass as my kicker, and the 49ers defense. And on my bench, I have Mike Evans, Jordan Addison, Zach Charbonnet, Khalil Herbert, Ezekiel Elliott, and Daniel Jones as the backup quarterback. I think picking second and fourth really suited us. (laughs) Like, I think we both got pretty good teams this time, actually. Um. (laughs) Yeah, like, if... I'm very happy with mine. I don't. I wish my wide receiver core was a bit stronger. Like I don't have any elite options there, um, but I've got like a solid group. I think, and I you think you have enough depth elsewhere that you could make a trade later if you needed to. Like you've I got could, enough yeah. de- depth there that if you start to see like, okay, I really need help a receiver, you at least did a decent job of getting depth elsewhere. So if you can't get what you want in one area, load up on depth somewhere else because you might be able to make a deal later. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Well, that is all we have time for this week. Uh, Mike and I will put our teams up on social media. You can vote. Let us know whose team you like best. Um, Feel free to uh, join our Patreon community, become a conqueror. We'd love to hear from you, especially in our top tier. Not too late to get in there and become part of a uh, conqueror draft league with Mike and I. And next week, we are going to be doing our Conquerors and Busts for the season. 
and giving you some start sits for the uh, NFL season opener. Take care, everyone. Stay safe.